This is KGB. What up, is DJ EFN? Yo, and this is your man, Manny Digital. Welcome to the Fatherhoods Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diamonds. Yes! yes! Let's hear some. Let's hear some. Sound. There we go. All right. Let's start it off. Right. Action. So I guess first and foremost, yeah, go. We should um, well formally announce that we, the Fatherhood's podcast, is now a part of Open Mike Eagles Stony Island Stony Audio Island Audio Podcast Network. So shout out to Open Mike. We had him on the show uh, maybe about a month ago or so, maybe two months ago, something like that. Yeah, episode um, ninety nine, I believe it was. Okay, there it is. So yeah, he's got um, his network is in partnership with Starburns Audio. So we're all powered through Starburns. Um, if you haven't checked out Open Mike's show, uh, what had happened was with. Uh, Prince, Prince Paul. Paul, where he goes in that season one is complete and that's up on all streaming platforms. And that, uh, that was a super dope. show. it's probably one of my favorite podcasts that, that I've heard. Um, so, I mean, I'm also into like nerd out on hip hop <laughs> history and all that stuff. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's like his, that's his show flagship show Should shout out some of the other shows that are on the network uh super duty tough work dad bod rap pod secret skin can't knock the shuffle i think there was another one that was uh just added that i and i'm forgetting the name of it so apologies but yeah man i don't know about you guys but i'm i'm excited to to um be in partnership with them and nice nah, oh man i'm yeah, excited man. as well man so it's a new chapter for fatherhoods and yeah uh, yeah definitely the great partners to have yeah man so shout out to mike for seeing the vision seeing and and i think that's one maybe it's, we can riff off this a little bit but i you know <clears throat> in this whole and i guess when you're thinking about like entertainment or coming from the music business uh you can continue to go on and some people grind until they can't grind anymore but it really boils down to um a lot of times it's right place, right time, finding those folks that see and understand the vision that you have for what you're working on and, and, and connecting when that time is right. And, and then building from there. I mean, that's been, that's been my uh, take from at least on the, on the music side of, you know, you grind it out until you find someone who understands what it is you're trying to do. And then you take it to, the next phase, um, probably something worthwhile to teach our kids. Uh, you know, what's funny about that is I hear, you know, with this announcement and we've been posting it on social a bit, uh, people have been like congratulating me and like, you know, bigging us up and whatnot. And, and some people have like commented and they're like, yo, so how do I do that? And I'm like, I think you're missing the point B like you, you know, it's not one of those turnkey kind of things. Right. And, and these situations mean something different to everybody, right? It's not like everything is kind of one size fits all. So our partnership with, you know, the Starburn slash Stony Island crew is very specific. And then there's other, other types of relationships, but it, it's, 
you know, I, I don't think our intention was ever like, yo, we're, we're going to start this podcast so that we can get picked up and do, you know, it wasn't, we never, I mean, we think about it. Yeah, that'd be dope. But it, that wasn't the reason why we started the podcast. Yachts right. and private jets. I was ready for it, man. <laughs> yeah. From the beginning, man. <laughs> Fatherhood. <laughs> but it really quickly goes that way. Like you, I hear people all the time, like, yo, I'm going to start a podcast so then I can get signed, blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm like, yo, dog, like, that's, unfortunately, I mean, yo, if it could happen for you, great. Like, I'm not trying to be a hater, but you got to have a deeper purpose, I feel like. And for us, I, I'm really happy with kind of the, the pace obviously everything could be faster better more more you know money etc whatever but like we i think we've been doing a good flow and by the way this is our 117th consecutive week producing this podcast and, and distributing nice. you know, releasing so we haven't missed a beat thank goodness knock on wood um so yeah I, i'm pumped too so i yeah. think i think it's a good um just to give, throw my two cents in but it is a good example i think to to the kids or to, to, to younger people out there. And, and I always tell people like, uh, you know, luck, you got to create your own luck. Um, people say, Oh, that's, that person just came out of nowhere. They're over, overnight successes. You don't know what the grind was behind that. Yeah. So, you know, persistence and patience, uh, and, and you create your own luck basically is what it is. And, and that's part of my whole thing with even like our legacies to our kids, like, especially in this living, like working in a creative world, where you're you know you work for yourself and you're creative and you're doing all this stuff you kind of want to like you know show your kids that with persistence and patience and and a certain work ethic you know anything is possible and uh because you know easily it's you could give up in this in this type of environment i'm talking to the people who are in like the music world and any kind of creative world it's a tough world yeah it definitely is so Shout out to Open Mike Eagle for vibing with us and you know seeing yeah. the vision that we have going and um, and rolling the, with us. So and shouts, shout, shouts to Jason Smith also uh, over at Starburns. Starburns yep, yeah, exactly. He's, he's been super supportive. Um, I, so I have something I wanted to share with you guys. We I haven't brought it up on the podcast. Um, we just we've kind of been struggling with this with my daughter. Maybe I mentioned it. But my youngest, uh, so she's been suffering from eczema for my daughter too, bro. Couple for real? Oh, well, terrible, man! It's it, and it makes me feel like I'm a horrible father. Well, I know, I know. Since you that's always, the reoccurring theme lately. <laughs> I'm like a terrible father. <laughs> We're gonna get you a t-shirt. We got, we gotta get, we gotta get you out of that, man. <laughs> like I look at my girl, and I'm like, yo, like my girl, my daughter has spots on her legs. Like how do we put cream, we put all this stuff, nothing's fixing it. What are we doing wrong? Well, I got you. So look, I, well, let me start by saying I'm not a doctor. None of the shit that I'm about to tell you, you should yeah, do. Please, brother. Like this is not like it's like rub butter on yeah, there. Yeah, this ain't the holy grail. In the toaster. <laughs> <laughs> this is my experience, my views. Don't do them, please. Uh, but if you're curious, I'm happy to share what our process was. Well, I will now. So my four-year-old, she's been dealing with eczema heavy, heavy for like maybe, I say two years, but l the last eight to 12 months has been like the worst. Mm. And all three of our kids have had it to some degree, and they've kind of grown out of it. But she, uh, my youngest has been the worst by far. 
And so, and I sent the picture in our group chat. I'm sure you didn't see it yet, E, but like if you scroll up a little bit, <laughs> dick. <laughs> um, but you'll see like the, the side-by-side comparison and it's fucking crazy. So the, I don't know how severe my daughter's case is compared to like what severe cases are, but it's it's right. not the way you just described like spots. This shit was beyond spots. It looked like an onslaught of like, rough coarse skin completely red and like uh scaly and bumpy all that together wow. up up and down her legs and, and 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 her her stomach like everywhere usually it's in the creases so the doctor was telling us like it's in the creases of the joints but she was getting it everywhere in those areas it was, it was bothering her like was it yeah. itchy or anything yeah 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 she would she would complain about it a lot so we were doing everything. We did uh, cream, you name it. We bought it and we tried well, it. Fuck these creams, bro. They don't work. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Fucking say for eczema of my ass. Yeah, something all, else, not eczema. All them eczema cream that say for eczema. We've tried all of them shits. Fuck those people, man. We tried this one that was like a, I guess a. You need, you need more, a prescription. More, yeah. We we tried prescription. Prescription was cool. But what we found was it would... It's um, got steroids in it, though, right? Yeah, like the, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it would cause, like, side effects uh, for her. So it would kind of get rid of the shit, but her her skin was still rough. We tried this shit that was honey-based that was supposed to be, like, the the solution, and it didn't do shit for her. So my, my wife was reading maybe three weeks ago, a month ago. She's reading online, and she finds out that cod liver oil is supposed to be good for that and many other things. So we bought some cod liver, uh, like a um, rubbing it on or taking it as an oral solution. Yeah, or- orally uh, taking it. So she, we got a little Amazon jar of it, whatever, and we've been giving her whatever the dose is. Yo, in a, I don't know, three days, four days, that shit cleaned it up. And so, how right, are you convincing her to take it though? We don't do convincing in this house. We we give orders. Well, you fucking jackhammer her into we, and then into we, submission. We give orders. We're like, yo, open your mouth, shut the fuck up, swallow it, goodbye. This, but okay, what's her reaction to it? Is there flavor to it? I mean, I've, she, I take pills of actually that same shit, but she wasn't fond of and, it at and first. The jar of the pill smells disgusting. Yeah, no, that shit stinks. That shit stinks. It smells like fucking bacalao. But at first, we gave her a chaser, so we'd give her like, oh, it is bacalao. Yeah. It is bacalao. <laughs> it is bacalao. <laughs> So this one is made for kids. I mean, I haven't tasted it, but her reaction wasn't terrible. And she's one to be like, fuck this. Well, not those words, but, you know, the the reaction would be like that. She was like not feeling it all the way, but she was fine, like taking it. But we would give her like a chaser of like orange juice or whatever. Um, So we kind of did like this A-B test where we said, all right, no cream while we give her this. And right. see if this is the solution so we don't have to keep doing creams. So we did that for, I'd say, like five days. And we noticed that the cream does help. But this shit is like the 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 thing that really turned the corner for us. So we back to doing like the combination. But every day we give her her dose of cod liver. And it's got other benefits, cognitive function, brain stuff, all mm-hmm. this stuff. Yeah, amino acids in it and all that yeah. crap. Yeah. But so that, that's been, and we've been suffering with, like I said, almost two years now. And couldn't find anything to do it. And for us, this has been the the key. Is there any specific one that you're... Because I know some of these cod liver oils come with different 
like ingredients in it, like plus, you know, vitamin D or vitamin this or vitamin that. Yeah. I, I mean, we did, we were only looking for cod liver oil. Um, I'll send you the one that we use. Uh, and if you guys that are listening are interested, just DM at fatherhoods pod. Happy to share. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. It probably does have some additional things that are, are helping as well. And I, and I wonder, and I mean, I'm sure I'm wrong about this because my daughter is, is, you know, she, she has like a tanned complexion and that's what makes me notice it more, you know? And I'm just wondering, is it, does it, does it matter? Is it like more melanin? Does it, does that affect, you know, like at least the way it looks because she, her spots are like these white spots, you know, in on her like tanned, very tanned body. Yeah. I mean, my, my daughter's like light skin, pretty you know, damn near white. So she's just coming around like catching some melanin now. Um, so it could be, but we noticed, I mean, the, the redness is ridiculous. When you see that picture, I'll post it on the, on the socials too. So you guys can see the before and after, but that shit, is, you know, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. Ours isn't a redness thing. Hers is white spots. Yeah. And then on her arm, she has like the bumpy stuff, which both uh, my girl and, and myself have had, like, you know, like I easily like have like light, like, like light breakouts on my arm. If I eat something like a, some, I don't know, something that doesn't agree with me. A pinga. You put filters on for in your shower, huh? You put filters, either of you, in your on shower? IG to make me look better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on the shower. Yeah, because some. I mean, sometimes <laughs> that's new to me. You wait. meaning like there's depending like the on drinking water filter shit. Yeah, you can put them in your showers also depending on because sometimes from from because I've I've had to deal with that as well like depending on where you are and the stuff that's in your local water. Right. Um, you know, if there's like, if there's, um, a lot of us, a lot of local water has chlorine in it Mm -hmm. and, or if it's hard water, like calcium, yeah, it'll, it'll dry your skin out. So it's like Mm. that extra, extra level of, my daughter does take these baths. If your skin is already sensitive and then you add it on with, some of the, some stuff in the water could, hmm. could add to it. And that Florida water is all fucked up. Yeah, I got that. Is it? I thought we had good aquifer water. Nah, that shit is super I think, hard. I think New York has one of the best. Yeah, New York is top notch. That's what they say. I don't believe that shit, bro. You don't have to. That's fine. <laughs> it <laughs> tastes from, like a martini, though. <laughs> it gets filtered from, I uh, just, someone was talking about this the other day. It gets filtered from, the, I guess, up in the mountains. There's a oh, lot of yeah. Granite, yeah that's a lot of, a lot yeah, of granite in the mountains. So then it comes through and gets that filtration. Yes, son. Yeah, then it hits those pipes by the subway. I don't know, bro. And yeah. the rats with that, the fucking That makes it taste slices. a little bit better. It makes, yeah, it gives it that little zing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it tastes like halal, guys. <laughs> 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 well, wait, wait, hold on. So, Kay, you've you've never had to deal with eczema with your son? Nah, thank God. Yeah, luckily not. Okay, good. I was gonna luckily say not. he probably didn't notice because he had a solution already baked in that fucking two, <laughs> two days in. He's like, oh, there's a little red spot. Oh, just don't worry. <laughs> Put this ointment on him. Yeah, nah. L- luckily not. Manny, did you um did you ever hear crap or do you hear crap from your mom about it? Like my mom, oh, she'll like berate me that i'm a bad parent that's why i say i'm a bad parent because she's like what are you doing she's in the sun too much you can't have her in the sun her skin is sensitive you know i'm like oh my god Uh. no so what i do yes she does 
for everything. Um, but then she has a, a home remedy that she's telling me that I should apply. So, so long as it's not anything crazy, I'll I'll apply right. it. And if it doesn't work, I'll be like, "Y ahora," and then she's like, "No, oh, we got to figure it out." Like now, she's like on my team again. Right. But yeah, I, yeah that's that's the never ending story, bro. We're never gonna escape that. The worst, bro. But damn, that's crazy because I've every day I every, I look at my daughter's legs. That's where it's most showing. I'm like cringing, like, "Damn, what are we doing wrong?" I tell my girl, "We are fucking up. What are we doing wrong?" Yo, it's it, it's literally been for us like the most gut wrenching, like lonely kind of feeling because you're helpless. Like there's you you think I mean you're you're trying, you're turning every stone you can, you're getting all the medical advice you can, and no, it's just getting it was just getting worse week over week. It was just getting worse, and she would be complaining. And as soon as your kid starts telling you, "Oh, it hurts," or what, like. Yo, you feel like you want to fucking punch the wall every fucking time, you know? But yeah, we finally, yo, I'm so happy, man. Like that's that for us has been a blessing. All right, put some put some claps on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's clap it up. There you go. Nice. Shout out Cod Liver. Right. <laughs> we need Bacalao. we need sponsors. <laughs> this segment brought to you by Bacalao. <laughs> <laughs> A.E., real super random question, but I don't know what made me think of this, but do you miss making mixtapes at all? Mm. I I mean, I miss making mixtapes. I do, but I feel like I probably missed that era of the time that I made, like, the early mixtapes. Like, that era and that feeling and, and the process. I don't know. I don't know that it's specific to actually, you know, making mixtapes. I just, I think it's more of a nostalgic era that i was a part of you know what was the last mixtape you you put out i don't remember i mean towards the end i was being super lazy (laughs) with it and i was like have homeboys because once it got to cds i really was like this is not mixtapes anymore i I was disillusioned by the whole mixtape game and you know all the artists doing the mixtape albums and stuff i was like if you're skipping through the songs what's the point of a mixtape at that point so i was like clicking up with other DJs and, you know, they felt that they could benefit off of, you know, like just cross promoting with me and be like, all right, you do the fucking mixtape. I'll host it and let's rock. So those are like my last couple of mixtapes are like right, that. Right. right. You know, not me the, physically like in there in, in the grind mixing. And, and so, I mean, what I would do is I was kind of like what got to the album, you know, me wanting to do the album later on was I would produce, you know, like freestyles or like, you know, like tracks for those mixtapes. Like I got really hands on with that, part of the process but doing the actual mixtapes had to go back to like i don't know maybe 2003 four maybe maybe you know how many how, I, you put out like a hundred fucking crazy hood whatever, whatever nah, the, nah, nah. it the was title like was. i don't know how many but it it was probably like in close to 40 volumes which is 40 you know releases and um yeah, each release was like like an album released in my mind, like putting together a compilation album. Yeah. But uh but it, there's nothing like the era of the cassette tape mixtape and just that whole time frame for me and I remember driving up the East Coast to to buy records, coming down getting white labels, you know, getting leaks from the labels uh the dat tapes and buying a dat machine cuz you know nobody else was really going to have something like that at least not okay. in my region or area and 
that whole time frame, man, it was just a special time, man, to put out, you know, mixtapes and stuff like that. How, how was it for you guys, given that you guys collaborated on creating Another Time? Yeah, DJ, by the way, DJ EFN's album, Another Time. Go stream that, cop that, do whatever. Um, just you making mixtapes, E, you know, before that, that's kind of been your album, call it. And right. then the transition to creating Another Time. Right, and then collaborating with Kay on it. Like, how did you feel a lot of the similarities as far as the creation process that you miss from that era? Yeah, absolutely. So the format didn't necessarily make a difference. The creation process you felt like carried. Well, I mean, before as when you're putting a mixtape together and it's all like other people's tracks, you know, you're it's more like you're curating and you're kind of a and ring a compilation album. Mm -hmm. But then, when, you know, I would do the freestyles and the intros and, and stuff like that. And that was like me kind of like producing a track in a sense. Yeah. The album felt the same way. But now you're like every single track is like you can make your own. It's like however you want. You could, you know, it's like putting all these different pieces together and components. And it it was fun. I, I thought it was I don't know. I can't speak for K. You know, K was a huge part of that project. It was no, practically it, was... it should be DJ EFN and, and Nomadic Tracks. <laughs> but uh, it was probably the probably one of the most enjoyable projects to work on because it was just being creative like all right who can we get to do what <laughs> you know let's put some stuff together here and how, how it, much guidance do you give the artists if any at all i mean obviously you give them the track yeah you're careful i mean we both k and i know artists are artists and you know you gotta you know it's, it's a little sensitive when you're dealing with artists but i think our process was pretty cool like you know we would i would get a track um we'd pick out the tracks we envisioned who was on it. And I have a, a board in my office that's like the board that from the beginning, this is who kind of like who we envision on these tracks. And we came pretty close to, to what that board the wish has list. on it. I would say we came about 80% to that. Wow. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, and then we would start to, you know, we'd say, okay, these are the people we envision on the tracks. And then we'd go out and we'd reach out to them. And then we'd kind of just give them, we tried to get hooks on the tracks before we got verses so that okay. the hook kind of gave them or the first person on the track we probably get something from them that created a hook got it that you know we let the first person kind of dictate more or less you know where that record was going to go and then then everybody else would follow suit on that but it was a lot of fun man and and, and i think for what we put together it it, it went pretty damn smooth yeah that's pretty nice damn smooth and it's something i'm very proud of i mean i definitely want to re-release it in a sense and maybe add some bonus tracks to it because I just think that it still has way more life to it than it, than it, you know, than it has right now. Okay. Did you have your son when you were working on this one? I know. Okay. You, I mean, E, you didn't have any kids at that time. No, no, no. Yeah, I did. He was probably around two, two. maybe. Okay. Yeah. How, Something so, like so you, cause so you went through the process with a child. Okay. And that still was early, so there was, I'm sure, some challenges in making sure you can execute as fast as you might have wanted to. But E, if you think about it, like, do do you have aspirations? You said a re-release, but, like, to create a brand new project of a similar nature, do you think it would be immensely difficult now, given all the challenges we've talked about with creativity and all that shit? I, don't, I mean, you know, that part, yeah. That part might be difficult, but I, I don't know. I mean... I think depending on the day I wake up, I feel like one day I'm more optimistic that it can be pulled off and it would probably be just as smooth or even smoother just because of the the hype of drink champs and and pulling using that 
you know, that name or my association or me being a part of that to, to like pull in talent. But then that could also backfire where people are like, oh, that's a big name. You got you know, to yeah, pay me yeah, a lot yeah. of fucking money to be on this track. So yeah. I don't know, you know. I, 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 yeah, like I said, depends on the day, man. I, I would hope that it would be something smoother and I want to do one, but some days, uh, you know, especially not right now, I'm like, ah, that's too much to tackle right now. Yeah. Cause, cause thinking back on it, when we started the project, it definitely looked like a, like an uphill battle. Like, oh man, we're going to really try and do this. You know? <laughs> right, Kay? Yeah. You but know, then, and but then once we started, we cracked the first couple pieces. Then it just started flowing in, and then we were able to, uh, you know, again, you gain momentum, and so once you get the momentum going, and you're in the in the flow of it, I, I think for me, the my son being born and being young didn't really hinder me too much in the sense of getting the stuff done because that was one of my main focuses at that point. Uh, really, it was like um, I missed the album release party because I wasn't in travel mode at that point. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm I'm hugely proud of the project and and I think it it was it was just dope, man. And a lot of people, you know, noticed, you know, like within within our circles and industry people, I, it was noticed what we did and what we accomplished and how we released it. Even like, you know, it may not be like this huge selling project, and it was never the goal right. to be a huge seller. It was just to complete it and release it exactly how we wanted to do it, and we did that. We executed. A, B, and C. How we saw that, you know, and how we how we envisioned it. Better said, and and it happened, man. And huge thanks to K. And, and that's that's what made me wanna. What's dope now is that we, you know, to to interview someone like Cardinal who was on the album, and then be able to put out a track that's produced by K is dope. You know, like that. You know, he's the co-host in Fatherhood, and we can yeah. like share this and put it out and kind of to cross promote what we're doing now is super dope. Yeah, it shows some some history there, which is cool. Yeah. How many yeah, how many really guests cool. have we had that have been on that album? Dude, a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think Smoke, so. Yeah, Smokey, Bumby, Royce, yeah, Cardinal, um, Razkaz. Oh yeah, Raz, Nori, yeah. Nori. Who else? There's uh, there's others. We got yeah, we got we got. And I think it. now we should just look at the album for future guests. To yeah. be honest, with you. yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> subconsciously i think this, that's what you guys have been doing though kind of but <laughs> all right to turn to to go back to kids for a second uh so i guess it's more of a, a manny question but we ran into um we we're at the park the other day maybe it was last week and we ran into a, a parent one of my son's friends and his dad was out there and so they went off and running around and were, shooting the shit with the dad for a few. And he mentioned, he was asking about how my son is doing with the virtual school mm-hmm. stuff. And he's been fine with it, but he, he brought up a, a feeling that like, even though his son is able to do it and, and everything, the lack of, I guess, human interaction during the day he said it's almost like his son is regressing in terms of not being able to talk to people on a one-on-one like before his son would be able to talk to adults or talk to kids and look them in the eyes and talk to them and now it's almost like they're so used to looking at the screen that 
the thought of or the interaction with people of being able to look him straight in the face and talk to him that way, he has to keep reminding and like reteach his son how to look people in the eyes because the, the screen has consumed him in a sense. I don't know if you've noticed that. I didn't. I never even thought about that. It's not something that I kind of paid attention to with with my son. But have you noticed any any of those traits with any of your kids, Manny? So I think we have the benefit, and I don't know if your friend has, uh, his kid has siblings. but No, only child. Only child. So yeah. my kids have the benefit of each other. So I think some of that stuff doesn't affect them the way it would a, an only child. Right. Um, I can safely say, like, how they're conducting, you know, how they've adapted. And I know we talk about this shit all the time, like kids are adaptable, whatever. I do think there's some serious harm that's coming to these kids from a social uh, environment context because it's it's going to be different like kids are what you just described I haven't seen but I can totally see that being pretty normal when we come out of this shit like kids not really engaging eye to eye it's just going to be to me it's almost like an acceleration of what I didn't realize was coming but I, I look at it from a different context so like you, you notice how even us but more so our kids um, are the language that they use is shortened very much, right? So when they write, it's all, you know, very condensed. So, like, nobody spells right. shit out anymore. Yeah. Uh, so this, to me, is kind of like a tangential kind of piece of that, right? So it's like, all right, maybe interaction is going to look very different after all this. And this was already kind of coming, but now it's just it, it accelerated tremendously. <clears throat> yeah. So, like, you know, them talking to each other is probably just going to be like, I'm, I'm on my device and I'm mumbling some shit and you're hearing it, but we're not looking at each other. And I've seen that shit. Like, I think I mentioned this on the pod. Like, my daughter would get together with her friends when, you know, before COVID and they would be in the same room all on all some device. <laughs> and, and they're talking to each other, but they're like, eh, on their device, <sighs> like doing whatever the fuck they're doing. Everybody's doing something different. Right. So, that to me makes a lot of sense. And I, I and I would say and I would caution all of us not to get crazy about that being the new norm. Because I don't think it's too you we want to have that interaction for our kids. Like that's we've grown up to to understand and appreciate that as the way formal communication should happen. But the reality is the world is going to change regardless of what the fuck we think. And so if they're going down that path, try to keep them within the guardrails of what you believe is right. Like it shouldn't be detrimental or harmful for them. But if that's the worst that happens, like all of society is going to be in that mode, you know, at some point. So you kind of have to like, I guess, pick your battles a little bit and not go crazy because there's so much shit you got to worry about. Hmm. So basically our kids are screwed. <laughs> Been, I think they'll I've be been fine. very pessimistic I think of the future for our children, bro. Hey, man, it's been a bleak year. Jesus, Christmas, it's not over, man. Yeah, um, no. really quick on a positive note, uh, if you don't mind, guys. Yeah, I wanted to do this last episode, but uh, I want to shout out DJ Razor Cut mm-hmm. and Candy Wellness. Uh, they're fellow podcasters. I just did an interview with them, and um, DJ Razor Cut is an avid listener. He said since day one, or not since day one, he got put onto the podcast by his wife and because they were expecting. 
And then he's been he I think he listened to the ones before that he had missed, and he's been listening to all of them ever since. He said, "Oh, dope." And he's the one also that mentioned, or they mentioned that they got the book oh, about, the- and that it worked for them. And they they told me straight up when I they did the interview with me, and he was super hyped about the fact that uh, KGB is Nomadic Tracks from another Time album. Oh, okay, cool, so cool. You made me think of that right now as well, and and and. He, you know, in the interview, he asked about both you guys or him and his wife. They both asked about both you guys in the background and, you know, what how fatherhoods came to be and whatnot. So shout out to them. Um, and they, they had some advice for me because they his wife, uh, she has an older daughter. I think she's 16, I believe. And we were talking to, they were bringing up stuff that they've heard on the podcast about discipline and stuff like that. And yeah. and she brought up the, the met that she read a book because she actually... I don't want to say wrong, but I think she said that she went to school for child something. I don't oh, want to say I child psychology. But I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But something like that. And um, so she, she, you know, she has a lot of knowledge about this stuff and has read up a lot about it. And she read a book and she, maybe she could tell me, I forgot what the book was, but uh, that told her about like, gave her some like tips on discipline. And she was saying like the method where you go like one, two three and at the three count that's when you put them in timeout or whatever mm-hmm. and she, and her and she was saying that to this day her her daughter who's like 15 or 16 she could she still does it and it still it works stops her in her tracks like her daughter had walked in while they were doing the podcast and she told she said in her daughter's like, oh i'm out of here and close the door <laughs> like so yeah, she's like, the, yeah, and we, we and, do the one, two, three also, but we just never knew. Like, we still don't know what we're gonna do after three. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was supposed to be time out. Um, and uh, I, you know, it's funny. Like, obviously, I haven't read the book, and I have not really doing it correctly. But I started just out of the blue, just going to my daughter, one, two, <laughs> and it stops her in her tracks, dude. Like, it's kind of been working. Like, I'll just be like, and then she goes, and then she goes, a uh, time out, time out, daddy, time out. No time out. I'm like, all right. So you want me to get to three? I don't know what's gonna happen, but if I get to three, <laughs> to three, say hold your like Oh yeah, my son. My son gets in line once that counting starts. But again, yeah. my wife and I are like, damn, what are we gonna? Because we never. <laughs> he hasn't like gone past the threshold, so we haven't right. really had to to lay it down, and and we're always like, oh, all right. So at some point, he's gonna. Right. Decide. All right. What happens after three? And He's gonna, gonna push it. Out what Imagine you go four, <laughs> five, six. <laughs> At ten, you're fucked. <laughs> Don't let me get to ten. <laughs> right. Yo, speaking of shouts, um, so we've been we've been getting a few DMs from uh, another loyal listener. His name is uh on Instagram. Don't, don't drag us into your dirt, buddy. No, no, no. No, not that one. Um, Aldo Aloysius the third is what he goes by. Um, so shout out to him. He's been. Loving the pod. Uh, but my, he came to us via a, a Cypher Sounds episode. I think oh, one of the, the first one that we did. And he's been loving the podcast ever since. So, yeah, man. Shout, shouts to the fans, man. Y'all, y'all been showing a lot of love, especially with the announcement of uh, of our new situation with Stony Island. So we, we definitely appreciate y'all. We might, have and, some, we might have some giveaways sometime soon. So mm-hmm. be on the lookout. And there was some good feedback. Yeah, I don't know if any of it helped, but when we what was it two weeks ago about posting on when we were talking about your daughter's jealousy seemed like a lot of people started leaving there some information that they've gone through i don't know if it helped you or not but 
I mean, good when the people you, are sharing info. When you mentioned it, uh, when you mentioned it to me, and I checked the stuff that was there at that point, hadn't it wasn't really anything crazy. But I, I appreciated the fact that people were chiming in. I probably have to go back because I'm sure there's a lot more now. Yeah. Yeah. So right. thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that concludes Love Dads. No? You don't like that? Love Dads? Yeah, Love, love Dads. dads. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Def- definitely time to stop now. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's no. got like a paddle behind him. And- <laughs> uh, dads. All right, y'all. Y'all be safe and uh, Love Dads. <laughs> Nah, bro. It's not the business. You gotta relax. Peace. All right, later. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. 